0: Welcome to episode 144 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast live from Experience Conference.
2: there, we're done. Let's just end it right there. That's
0: Thank it. you so much. Pray the Amen and go home, amen. right? Uh, right. Hey, if you're just listening to this podcast, I wish you could be here. This room is now going with us on every live podcast we do. That's going to be. Me, awesome. Let
1: me just tell you. Let me just tell you why there's more energy in this room because the podcast is now hosted by the award-winning Brian Tabor. God earlier we're just,
2: uh, we're just accessories now we're accessories access, to his greatness.
1: Right. We're just the... We're just riding the coattails. Hey, here's what you might not know. Uh, Experience Conference. Uh, just a few hours ago, really, uh, Brian was awarded uh, the Excellence in Worship Award, which is, which is a giant deal in recognition of the platform that the Lord has given you, but really the way that you've stewarded that. And so so thanks for being a great influencer as you're chasing Jesus. And like we said, when we presented the award, it's uh, it's just a testimony to how uh, the Lord continues to uh, give give you a platform, not for yourself, but because you're so humble. He's elevated you because of your humility. So on behalf of all of us, thank you for your humility and your leadership.
3: Wow.
0: Wow. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, Yeah. How do you Okay, here's why we're here, right? We talk about it every week. we got these three E's. We want, you know what they are, right? What's the first one? Entertain. Second one is? Encourage. Third one? Equip. Entertain, encourage, and equip. That's what we're here to do. And when I think about those three E's, and I think about if I needed a couple of people to help me add just an infinite number of E's, I would think about these two. got... Big Yonsei. we got the big Derchi with us, right?
2: I actually uh, changed my name to that last week, just so you guys know. So legally. I'm legally, legally. Big Yonsei Smale. That's my name now. I'm just kidding. Guys, is this not the most exciting thing to be doing right now? I mean, I don't know about you, but I am pretty pumped. This is what we are going to be doing in this room. First of all, we're allowed to make as much noise as we want, so let's make sure we do that. We want to make sure everyone listening to this recording really feels how passionate we all were today. We are going to share some resources with you because, as you heard Brian say, equip, that's something we want to do. We are going to laugh together at prayer concerns. That is a favorite segment of ours, and I'm sure a lot of you. Prayer concerns are coming And then we are doing a special live edition of Sliding into the DMs. So like Brian said earlier, if you've got some questions, TM up because Scott's going to answer all of them.
1: True. That is untrue. It's completely untrue.
2: But before we get to all of that, Scott, will you take just a moment and tell them about our lovely sponsor, Planning Center?
1: Well, we're uh, always, always excited to uh, partner with our sponsors. Planning Center is sponsoring uh, the podcast today. You know, the uh, Planning Center People app is going to help you make sure that nobody falls through the cracks by giving you a place to centralize everything, it's like Planning Center wants to take over the world, and they're actually succeeding in it. So they're going to give you you're going to have access to member profiles, contact information, background checks, custom details, online forms, workflow, and all kind of custom forms that you can even do. And a reminder that the People app that's out is completely. Free for every church. We love that price. Free, right? And you don't have to be with any other plan, with any other applications to use it. Now, listen, when it comes to people and services, if your church uses services, you already have access to the people application and you really should take advantage of it. People can help you find and recruit new volunteers, and we all need new volunteers, and can help us care for the ones that we already have with features like online forms as well as follow-up tools. And as always, for more information, check out planningcenter.com.
0: They are the best. They are the best. So,
1: we're catching up. Where have you been all summer? Not answering your calls because you haven't been calling me. That's... (laughs) Like oh no when am I gonna be on the podcast again Brian Tabor what's up what's up all I get from you is like memes of you grilling and me not being invited to your house which is only sixty short miles away not that I'm bitter wow. Wow. So well we're glad to have you back yeah. no, thank you
0: right. we're glad to have forever. you here
1: I've actually started a new meme called Brian Tabor probs yeah. so <laughs> you know <this. laughs> hey, you Ouch! I thought you were the savage I one. I know, right? Right? one hey. you—you're the nice, you, one, now. You're the nice you got- one. You're
0: the nice one. Okay, so uh, this is Thursday of Experience Conference. What's been a highlight so far?
1: Oh man! You know, uh, we just came out of a we came out of a morning session, and I was like just losing my mind in the back in, in a good way because. There is this there's a spirit of what the Lord is doing here. It's always been there, but something different this year. And I think I was talking to somebody at lunch and they're like, I think the Lord took away our platforms. He took away our ambitions. He took away. He just kind of stripped us down. And so we're coming back and the conversations in the hallways and in workshops and from platform is just we're here to elevate the great name of Jesus, man. Yes. So it is, I don't know about everybody else, but it's just been like super spiritually refreshing. we got a bunch of people like raising their hands and, and nodding their heads in the room. Uh, so for me, um, man, I'm getting filled up, like in a good reminder of like, this is what we're called to like, let's go another season. We're going to continue to give uh, the Lord the glory that's due his name. So uh, for me, that's it, kind of everything. Amen. Yeah. It's been
0: good. What about you? Yeah,
2: it's been good. been um, I'm having a ton of fun talking to people. I feel like sometimes I get so locked into life and, and ministry and family and all of that, and I just don't talk to people. So it's been fun coming out of my home environment and getting to hang out with all you weirdos and just get to know people. That's honestly been the highlight for me. It's been the highlight to just be with other people in a different atmosphere. And then obviously your message opening oh, night. Man, come on. Uh, It's like, was he reading my thoughts? (laughs) I'm sitting there. Did everyone hear Pastor Scott's word opening night? Yeah,
0: come on. Come on.
2: Thank you. Did anyone else feel like the Holy Spirit, like, violated your privacy and shared stuff with him? Because that's, yeah, that's how I felt. I was sitting there, and I'm, like, taking notes. I'm, like, how does he know all of this?
0: Yeah. And it's been really fun after, since when everyone comes to the table or you see them in the hallway and they say, How's th- how are things going at your church? And I start into the, uh, and I'm funny. like, nope. <laughs> I, I go back to yeah, what's night, What's right?
1: been uh, a highlight for you, Brian?
0: Man, how fun is it just to be in a room, a big room with people worshiping Jesus? It's been so yeah. long, yeah. right? I thought the opening night, I mean, you know, Chris McClarney's is a, Friend of the podcast, and I thought that just killed Hosanna Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh man, when we, uh, Jen and I interviewed her, we didn't really know a, a whole lot about her, but it was like instant uh, when, once she logged on to the Zoom and.
2: It's like drinking out of a fire hose. Yes,
0: it is. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome. Mr. Heath Bottomley, <laughs> creative genius. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, we're having fun. Up, yeah. We're having fun. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Okay. So, hey, long as you're here, we got a table in the uh, in the merch vendor area. Come and see us. Oh, uh, we've but got what some- if
1: people? What if people aren't here?
0: You can go to worshipleaderprobs.com. Good save, Pastor Scott. Worshipleaderprobs.com. Grab that. Uh, We just kicked off season three, the launch for Free Church Mm. AV. How amazing is Daniel Gorley and the team at Five Words Media?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right? It was right here at Experience Conference just a few years ago. Heath and Allie were sitting across, and they said, we have an idea. We have a friend who wants to do this thing. And I was, ti- I was tired. You know, these conferences are, they're exhausting for you. They're also exhausting for the rest of us. And I was, I was tired. They're talking. At the end, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what did you just say? And he just starts laughing. He's like, yeah, he wants to give away a system worth 200 grand. And he wants to do it every year. And uh, so I didn't get to be a, a part of uh, season one's install, uh, but Kim and I were in Honolulu, Danville, Virginia, Honolulu. Suffering for
2: Jesus. Danville, just Virginia, suffering Honolulu. For Jesus.
0: We got to make it to Honolulu and just to see firsthand uh, what that Free Church AV program is doing and the ripple effects uh, that it continues to have, uh, it's just incredible. So, you got to be in it to win it, fam. Season three. So make sure you go to the five words booth, and uh, and get in on Free Church AV season three.
2: Okay, guys, are you ready to make some noise in here? Okay, Brian, you know what time it is.
0: What time is it?
2: I think it's time for some prayer concerns.
1: Yeah.
0: So, if you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you found us. This is episode 144. Where you been? <laughs> Where you been? We've been here just waiting for you. So, uh, prayer concerns. This is what that means in our context. So, every church has a connection card, a commun- some sort of response device. And oftentimes, it'll have a section that says, how can we pray for you? Sometimes people use it for that. Here's how you can pray for my mom or my grandma or whatever. Oftentimes, they will use that section to give you a little feedback, tell you what they think of the job you're doing. Sometimes they don't think a lot of the <laughs> job you're doing. They might, you know, the hazer is bothering my corn allergy. Uh, are you in charge of lights? Yes. Well, there's the lights are out in the bathroom. Can you help me with that? Uh, so that's what prayer concerns are. They might use that response device. They might use uh, the chat of your live stream. They might use... Google Review, Yelp Review, they're coming for you, right? (laughs) So this is your segment. You write this segment so you can submit yours. We'll never share your name, never share your church's name. It's always anonymous. Uh, Go to worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the prayer concerns tab, uh, or you can DM those to us uh, on Instagram as well. Let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I was on staff at a church in the hot and humid South in August after leading worship, I was dripping in sweat when an elderly saint of the Lord stopped me. She was sitting under the air conditioning vent in a sleeveless dress. And she said, why can't you just set the thermostat to 78 like a normal person? I'm freezing in here. Yeah.
1: 78,
0: 78, that's, that's a little high. That's a little high, that's a balmy, yeah, sultry.
2: 78. So In her sleeveless dress.
0: Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry, I know. I don't know so where that came senior from. Saint. I don't know where that <laughs> comes from. Uh, okay, number two. Prayer, prayer concern number two. I got this comment recently, and it said, I love when you lead worship. I mean, I hate all the music you play, but your heart for worship <laughs> is evident.
2: Uh, Right? That right? one just warms the heart right, right? there that
0: one just... no, Nothing like a backhander yeah. Yeah, right? Thank you for that right? it's So good, encouraging Encourage one another Lift each other up right? Number three, prayer concern number three I was riding in a church van With one of our deacons to a conference And he said to me, you know I was surprised to find out that you're actually smart <laughs> Oh I was taken aback, and I simply replied, oh. And then he said, yeah, because, you know, you're good at all the creative fluffy stuff. Ooh. That's, wow. Right? That's, wow. that's, savage, right? that's kind of savage, right? From the deacon.
1: Dumb creatives Goodness. like that. Right? Wow. Fluffy
0: stuff.
2: Fluffy, fluffy creatives. That
0: may be a new merch line. Fluffy stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> fluffy stuff.
2: Fluffy stuff.
1: Fluffy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. little fluffy stuff.
0: little fluffy stuff. Number four, <laughs> prayer concern number four, your chairs need arms. <laughs> I'm, not okay.
1: sure, I'm
0: not sure how. Uh, we've been
1: wondering right. why our church isn't growing. <laughs> right. We finally figured it out. We left don't left left have arms on I our chairs. I missed the meeting. You
2: arms on the uh, chairs.
0: I was not on the, ar- the arm committee. <laughs> You're on the chair committee? So, yeah, right. You right.
2: know there's a committee for that too. Oh, there is. You know yeah. it. Right. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: All right. Committee church time. splits,
1: man. they would come off.
0: Arms or no arms. All right, number five. The last one, bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five, and it says, "Can you please have some soothing music before the church service?" I've heard this music at Chipotle. <laughs>
1: right. I, I right?
0: Burrito bowl and some crowder, right? <laughs> Whatever. So There's
1: so much I want to say, but know, I'm not going right? to say it. I'm not going to say it.
0: So those are prayer concerns, fam. Uh, keep them coming. <laughs> you can go to worshipleaderprobs.com, uh, click on the prayer concerns tab. Uh, again, they'll always be anonymous. We'll never share your name or your church's name. So keep them coming, right? Let's head into the final segment of the podcast that we call Sliding into the DMs. So, okay, I've got one teed up here just to stoke the fire a little bit.
1: It's, but we're taking questions
0: from the fam, later. right? I want to get you warmed up and in a super generous gesture Pastor Scott Longyear yeah. has agreed to go first, which is <laughs>
1: this servant heart. It's such a, a heart. big heart, you guys. It's a servant a heart. You, you, tend to, you tend to have a little bit of an attitude now that you're award winner. And that's all I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to say. I'm a little... I'm
0: exactly. You so have to exactly. call it out. You notice my scroll is like I'm scrolling <laughs> on the phone, right? Um, okay, how about this? Dealing with burnout. Nobody in here burned out. Okay. Right? Yeah, this has just been the craziest. So how do you, how early, do you deal with yeah, burnout? Dealing right? with burnout, like these last two years, brutal. How do you, uh, how do you, you cope know. with being burned out? What are some good strategies?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. Um, so how about that? Next question. Um, so here, here are some thoughts. It's been a little bit scary to me when I transitioned from uh, worship and took a demotion and became a senior pastor. Um <laughs> It's not uncommon in the senior pastor circles that I run in for uh, men and women to talk about their burnout, like when they hit burnout. It's not like, oh my goodness, that's just super, super rare. It's not rare. Uh, And I think, I think at the heart of it, so let me back into when I, when we talked a little bit Monday night, just about the realization, the realization I had of, of courage being pulled out of me and discouragement and emptiness um i have and i'm still in the middle of doing some pretty some pretty heavy soul work on that uh, and I, I had to ask myself am i burnout am i hitting burnout i don't think i'm burnt out yet but i think that um i was on the entrance ramp to that mm-hmm. you know and everybody is all, always like by the time somebody hits burnout or does something stupid um morally or does something to you know, the ultimate and just is like, my life is not worth living. So I'm going to take my life. What do we always say? I wish they would have said something. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've had a few close friends around me uh, and I've just said, I'm saying something. Um, Now that's really, and and I, but I usually preface that with like, or I have prefaced that with like, I'm not trying to be overreactionary, And, but, and I'm not saying that if burnout is way down here, I, I don't feel like I'm close, but like at some point you have to say something. And so I've talked with a circle of friends around me, uh, even with my wife going, we've got to make some changes because the trajectory of the way that I'm patterning my life right now is not going to end positively. So I think there's a realization of that. I think at the heart of it, just to be completely blunt, I think if you are burnt out or you're on the road to burnout, I think it's poor stewardship. And I think we need to quit blaming other people. My boss this my this, I can't, I can't, who makes your schedule, right? Like we make our schedule. I was talking with a a guy years ago and uh, in the middle of a bookstore and he's bragging about like, man, I haven't had a vacation in five years. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. (laughs) Like that's, that's, we need to stop bragging about that. You know, that's not going to lead, going to lead anywhere good. And uh, it's scary to me to know that um, if somebody burns out, the statistics tell us that it's very unlikely that they will return to their previous level of effectiveness. So guys, we have to steward. Like, like, look, the kingdom's not gonna shut down if you step out for a little bit, okay? You don't have to die for your church. Jesus already did that. And there are other people in your church that can, can do stuff. Like I know we're ambitious and it's a, it's a mixture of kingdom ambition and self-ambition. And we've really got to like, got to pull back on that. So let me give you a, a few warning signs uh, that you might be on the road uh, to burnout. This sounds like a joke. You might be on the road to burnout if you're, um, but here's some warning signs. Um, fatigue, insomnia, forgetfulness. You're like, well, that's, that's, that's okay, three out of three, right? (laughs) Uh, uh, Another sign is uh, some physical symptoms, right, like uh, chest pains or shortness of breath, um, loss of appetite, anxiety, depression, maybe some anger. You know, so it's like, well, maybe I've had a couple bad weeks or maybe I'm on a road that I I shouldn't be on. Um, I think one of the keys, again, is just to throw the flag early. You're like, you know, like man, I'm seeing some things that if I continue to live like this and play this out, they're not gonna, they're not gonna end well. And so we've talked a lot about what drains you and what fills you, and so you really have to look at that. So I'm, I'm literally going through everything that I'm doing in my life, from from the church stuff to all of the side ministry stuff that I do, uh, where I spend my time and. And I'm looking at it really and saying, what's the ROI on this? What's the return on investment for this? Is this something that drains me? Is it something that fills me up? Uh, and you're like, well, I'm just going to take away everything that drains me. Well, we have a job, right? And you have to do things that drain you. But you have to take time. You know, if you're flying, you put your mask on first. You have to take care of yourself and and. And put your mask on first in that. And so for me, I'm, I'm trying to schedule some weekly fills and some monthly fills and some annual fills. And so I would say one of the best antidotes, first of all, is that you're staying connected to Jesus. Okay? And we continue to talk about that. It is the primary role of a follower of Jesus. And especially if you're in ministry, that you are connected to the Father and usually that it comes through some quiet times where you're in the scripture, you're, you're fighting to do everything that you can, because that's going to be your primary connection. And then secondarily, you just have to look and say, what is it that fills me up? I'm gonna give myself permission to like fill myself up. And it's different for different people. And so that's kind of where I am in the middle of, of all of that. I've, I've been close enough to some people who burn out that it has that hit has scared me. I want us to all end well. Uh, and so I think it's just going to like, okay, is this what I'm doing? Is this necessary? Is it kind of busy work? Is it my ambition? Here's what when I think. One thing I feel like causes burnout is when we work, but we don't get the results that we want. And one of the reasons maybe that we're not getting the results that we want is because we're doing what the Lord didn't call us to. Mm-hmm. And it might not be that it's immoral, you know, but I, I didn't tell Monday night, but I had my, my fourth recording project. The, I don't think I shared this Monday night. Um, the Lord told me not to do it. And I was like, no, we're going to do it. It was a little solo project. Right. And I'm like, no, we're not, we're going to do it. We're going to do that. And I like just grinded this thing out and got it. And then I'm like, we pressed the CDs back in the CDs days. CDs were small our small little discs <laughs> that you would put into a machine. And then you, so we pressed like, you remember back in the day, right? So I pressed a thousand of these bad boys. And, uh, about a year later, I had to literally throw the majority of them away. And I'm like, Lord, what's wrong with your people who will not purchase this amazing product? And he's like, I never asked you to do this. You know, and so I spent all that time spinning up on doing this, and it created, I mean, a lot of frustration. And so I'm always asking, Lord, are you asking me to do this, or is this something that, that I want to do? I would also say, make sure that you have people that you reach out to, uh, and it may just be a few people. It's probably not people in your church, because it's really hard to go to people in your church and go, I think I'm cracking up. I want to punch some people in the face, or I feel like I'm just crying walking down the hallway. But you need a few people that you could just call and be completely honest with, and you would be surprised at this just, is catharsis? Am I saying that right? It's cathartic? Is that a word? I don't, it sounds great. It's cathartic, kids. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, Just, you know, just be confident. It's, it's catharsis. I don't know. But it's really good. It feels really good when you do it, is, is what happens. It's sharing our burdens with one another, like Scripture says. So that's where I am. I don't know, Jen, if you got anything to
2: add. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, I think he covered everything. But <laughs> I was thinking about when you were talking about stewardship, something I come back to a lot is uh, Matthew 11:28, where Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary, heavy laden, I will give you rest, take my yoke upon you. For my, you know, the rest of it, my burden's easy, it's like, that word yoke is kind of like a farming term. This is something that is lost on a lot of us, but they used yokes to hold a pair of oxen together as they plowed a field. And so you think about that, taking the yoke of Jesus on you, and to me, a lot of times it's not so much what it is we're doing, it's the way we're doing it. And the yoke was put on the oxen to keep them moving at the same pace. And so sometimes when I'm weary and I'm heavy laden, all this stuff, it's not so much what it is I'm doing, it's how I'm doing it. And so sometimes when I'm feeling that, like I'm on the edge here, I'm like, I need to check my pace. I need to check my pace to make sure I'm yoked properly with Jesus. Am I am I moving at the pace of Jesus? Am I moving at the pace of the Father? Or am I outpacing him? Am I just running crazy in this field thinking I'm, I'm the, God's gift to everything in ministry, and I'm doing things outside of his calling and outside of his timing and outside of his pace? And so that's something that I come back to a lot. I think I saw something probably on Pinterest once where it said something like, uh, it was to the effect of, like, it's it's not that the weight is heavy, it's the way you're carrying it. Mm. And so those are those are things that I constantly say to myself, check my pace. Am I moving outside of step with the Father? Or, you know, am I in connection with Jesus, making sure that every single step I take, I am yoked closely with him so that I'm not off running wild. And that, again, everything comes down to that connection with the Father. So check your pace.
0: Absolutely. absolutely, That's really good. Um, I would say a lesson I learned the hard way when I first started out in ministry was just not asking for help. Mm. You know, you're you're out there, you're wanting to do a great job. You're wanting to uh, prove to your, your pastor or your executive pastor, whoever you report to, um, man, I can do this. I got this. I want to do a great job for the kingdom, but it's really easy to fall in the trap of thinking that you have to do that by yourself, yeah. right? Uh, so I had to, I'm still learning this, but Learning how to, you know, ask the ask, ask the Lord for, uh, you know, bring bring some help. You know, don't be afraid to to ask for help. Uh, look around you; he might have already provided help. Uh, so don't be afraid uh, to look around and, and and find and ask for help. That's good. What about you? Any any questions in the room? Any questions in the room?
3: Hello. Um, I just wanted to ask: um, um, How do you? Um, uh, build, help to build a uh, culture with your teams that kind of moves from we're playing on the weekends, we know each other, we hang out a bit, but how to move that into more of a spiritually led worship culture with your teams?
1: Interesting turn of events. Uh, Brian Tabor has agreed to take
0: this question. Uh, Here's that intentionality, man. I don't. It's not going to happen if you don't make a plan for it. That's what I. And so, how many of you serve at a church that is multi-site or you've got multiple campuses? Lots of you. So if you're, I'm in that situation too. And so, if I don't create a space, a time, an environment for us all to be together, we won't be together. And now we've just come through the craziest two years or whatever of, of season that we've we've ever you know, come through with this pandemic. And uh, so finding creative ways, I've loved seeing, you know, on social media, lots of churches have done them over Zoom or whatever. Now we're probably getting to a space where we could maybe come together for some distanced, you know, team nights or whatever the appropriate use of that is. Um, I I would just, I would encourage you make a plan for it, make a time for it, because it's not, it won't happen if you don't. Um, I've got a great Guy, he's in here somewhere. He's a volunteer on our, t- where's Kyle at? Kyle. So Kyle uh, had never led worship before, right? Uh, our church, they came and they, you know, they don't always come and say, hey, we're thinking about doing this. How do you feel about that? Are you equipped for that? You know, it was, it was hey, we're doing this. You need to start sending teams to these, these other sites. And I thought, okay. Who, and so I'm looking at, I'm looking around at my team. Conversation with Kyle Henney. Kyle, you ever led worship before? No, but tell me what I need to do. I mean, that's a great example in my life of a volunteer who stepped into uh, an area of leadership that he'd never done before. And now he's a regular, at, uh, a regular worship leader at our campuses. Um, amazing, amazing. So God, God but, but, before I saw you here, I hadn't seen you in how long? A long time because you're all, we're never serving together, rarely serving together because we're serving in different places. So, uh, you know, being intentional about making those times and spots, and I'm not great at that. You know, I'll, I'll blink and it will have been a year or better before we've had a team night or anything. I'm not a great example of that, but I'm working on it. You, you feel like a great example of that.
2: Do I? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Right. That's my award today. It's your that. award. Walk away Congratulations. Excellence an example of. Um, to piggyback of what he's saying, I, everything. I think it's Maxwell who says everything rises and falls on leadership, and that's part of the weight that we carry as leaders. Is we kind of go before we set the tone of culture, and so I would say if your church doesn't have that culture your team doesn't have that culture it's like turning the titanic it's it's a slow type of thing but i also think that anything that's going to last should be developed a little bit slower that way you can see you know where there might be breaches in the system and that kind of a thing so i would say first go there yourself as a leader um, and start incorporating things into your language sometimes we look to team nights and if you only have like one team night a year if that's the only time you're casting vision in your team They're not going to run with it. They just aren't. We have to keep vision in front of our teams. And so there's certain things that I say to my team every single weekend, every single weekend. Um, One of the things we say to our team, we have multiple services. And so we'll say to our team, we got to remember, this is our second or a third service, but this is someone else's first. And this could be someone else's last. So let's Mm -hmm. come out there and give 100%. So there's things Mm -hmm. that you can start to work into your language if we're trying to incorporate more um, of a foundation of worship in the word and that kind of thing. I say it starts with the leader. Um, and then have the patience to slowly start to develop that um, and plow the fields in the, the heart of your team.
1: Yeah, the only thing I would add to that, I would certainly echo, uh, echo that. I would add what we're learning is giving people permission, um, which seems kind of weird. You need to be a good, strong spiritual leader. Right, but to give people permission. So, super proud of some of our production guys in one of our meetings lately, um, <clears throat> because I think some of the we use multi cameras in our in our context, and I think some of our, especially younger worship leaders, were like, "It's I got a camera guy who's like right in my face, and it's a little weird." So, we were our production guys were like, "Look, if that inhibits you, like we'll take that away, but you need to like." Re- relentlessly chase the father. So that means if you drop to your knees in the middle of a worship song, we want you to do that. If that's, you're turning your back and doing, and it was really cool to see that happen. And what it teaches people is like, Oh, it's really not about cameras or this or that or the other. It's really about this genuineness of worship and, and this spiritual base that we're really, we really are chasing Jesus and being super sensitive to what the Lord is doing. Um, yeah. in in the middle of all that, just, it just continues to elevate it. So continue to lead well. In it. it is it, that's where you want to go. It's more important. Like, is it okay with you? If you, during worship rehearsal, if you never crack a note, but all you're doing quote, all you're doing is praying. And like, you just chase the Lord together. And if it just comes up, I wonder if the Lord might bless that. And it teaches your team. Wow. Maybe that really is more important than, now. we want to be well rehearsed, but you get it. That's fantastic. Anybody else?
3: Questions? Hi. Um, if, so when I when I go to a senior pastor or when, when my, my leader goes to senior pastor and says our microphones are dying, our our keyboard's dying and I get up. yep, yep, okay, we'll we'll work we'll work on that. And then nothing happens. I, I know the correct answer is not to go back up and say, Hey, you know, what are you gonna do about this and when are you gonna do it? So my question is, how do you handle that? Uh, especially I guess for, for you, Brian and you big Yonce, when when that's your name now i don't know what to tell you so
1: you you did you did declare so
3: you know what what do you how do you handle that because he's a senior pastor is a great guy yes he is i'm not not forget forgetful (laughs) is not probably the right word he just he's all over the place he's you know he's a little here and then there and then here and then over there and back so i guess my question would be what what's the next step after that
2: Brian has offered. I beat him to it. Um, Brian's going to tell you the right way to do it. And I'm going to tell you another way to do it.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's the, I don't know that this is the right way. I w- I'll tell you what I would do. Um, senior pastor, whatever we have on our plate, the senior pastor has that to the power of 10, 100, 1,000, whatever, because he's got all our stuff and his stuff as well, right? Um, and so, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm as close to that as I ever want to get. Uh, I don't, I I could not carry that. Uh, I could not walk in his shoes. And so um, I think it's okay uh, to to keep it on your pastor's radar. This, I, this is how I try to approach my pastor. I would not do it on Monday. um, And I would keep it as short as possible. Um, You know, my, my pastor's got lots of stuff on his plate, and uh, if I write him a 10-paragraph email, he, he he might look at how long it is and just not read it at all. You know what I mean? So uh, I, w- I would not do it on Monday. I'd keep it as short as possible, and I would always tie it to mission. This is this is why this is important. Um, it, it, it helps us accomplish what we're doing. You know, I can't tell you how many DMs we got, when COVID happened, uh, saying, hey, my pastor just walked up to me and said, we need to be online this week, what do I do, right? And so I think those are important, conversa- t- You know, tying that to mission, uh, because that was our option at that point. You know, So as best as you can keep it short, don't do it on Monday, tie it to the mission of what we're trying to do.
2: I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I'm very aware of Pastor Scott's presence now. <laughs> I'm feeling super unsafe suddenly. Uh, I know. So, so, oh gosh, I don't want to be so dishonoring. Uh, and I actually have a real, I do have a real answer. Okay, so this is what I was going to say, but I'm going to wrap it around and make it sound better. So sometimes if you feel frustrated, because let's just admit, sometimes we've submitted like, hey, these are, this is the budget plan. These are things that we need. And sometimes we feel like we're just not heard. I think sometimes, you know, the creative department is typically going to be the most expensive yes. department in your church. And so sometimes we can get a bad rap for like, they just want new stuff all the time. They just want new stuff. And the old stuff isn't working. So sometimes it's like, just let the stuff die during service. What a great example that is when the mics stop working. <laughs> Now, a better way to go about it. <laughs>
1: Wait, now that I think about that, I think, I think my team has done that to me. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. So... <laughs> We got new stuff the next week. But what can help
2: is honestly a practical example. Again, they don't run always in our sphere like Pastor Scott knows because he's been a worship leader, but not all pastors have been worship leaders. So sometimes they just don't pick up on what we're picking up on. You know, we all hear the mic cutting in and out and whatnot. They just might not notice. So sometimes it's helpful rather than just saying, yeah, the mics are dying. We need some new ones. If we can show an example, this is what's happening with the equipment. You know, did you notice when this happened? The projector did this. If we can actually show them how it's affecting service and disrupting service, I I think that that can really really help show that there's an actual need and it's not just us wanting to go have a ton of fun with equipment
1: yeah i would add to that um your senior leader you're not the only person that's asking this question of your senior leader so he's got to decide where the best investment is um is it in children's ministry is it here or whatever uh and uh, a lot of times he's getting a hard time because what other departments are saying about you is that you get all the money right because you got the bigger budget you're more out front the kids can do without, whatever, but but this. And so uh, it's really good. We're always return on investment. We're trying to do, to do good stewardship. And so you have to, there's sometimes a, an incorrect perception, but sometimes a correct perception uh, that worship in production likes new and shiny um, because because you nerd out on that, right? And, oh, I just came from a conference and we got to have a $30,000 console. Do we have to have it or would it be really cool to have it, right? <laughs> Um, so it is, here's what this is going to do for us. Uh, here's, what's been real helpful for me is don't bring a problem without a solution. Okay. Our keyboard's dying. I don't know what that means. Is that a $500 repair or is that a, you know, a $12,000? I don't know. Um, so if you can, I would first shoot across the bow. Hey, you may notice we've got some stuff that's, that's coming up. Um, If you know that it's gonna be a big purchase, put it in budget, don't come and go like, hey, I need to spend $50,000, great. If you know you're gonna need to spend that $50,000 in five years, put 10 in for the next five years so that when you get there and explain what's going on. on it, What's helped me is guys have come in and said, I forget what we were doing, Michael, it was some big project that came in and we knew that we needed to upgrade or spend money, it may have been the other campus. Um, But one of our guys came in and said, I'm gonna send a proposal to you, it's gonna be in writing. And he said this, you're gonna have sticker shock. So, see, I got ahead of it. So when it came, I was, and I did, I looked at it, and I was like, that's ridiculous. That's, that's my new Harley Davidson times three, right? But then as it settled down a little bit more, I was able to get, to, to get around it. And so that's why I said, make sure you're doing purpose, uh, some conversations ahead of time. And that, hey, just say, you're going to get sticker shock. So you're already talking about what's in the room.
0: Excellent. Excellent. We got
1: probably one more.
0: We got one more. In the back, we've got... Yeah, on the floor in the back.
2: Hey, so how would you handle being available for your team members and being pastoral in the best way you can, um, and also setting boundaries when you're overwhelmed? And I'm not talking about like the overtexter, like the person who's constantly after you. I'm just talking about you have a lot of team members, and a lot of them need something from you, and it's just kind of hard to respond at the moment, so... How do you handle that? When
1: you say need, do you mean like uh, pastorally needs or they're needy or?
2: (laughs) Both. So in a worship pastor context, uh, like questions about attachments on planning center, what is my part? Or um, even like, when can we have a team night? Or I have this problem and I need to get coffee, like everything. Yeah. Oh,
3: Okay.
0: (laughs) What's that smell? Why do you
2: it's both look like at me?
3: It's a, be-
1: it's a girl question. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, hey, hey, hey.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't mean that sexist, if that sounded sexist, I didn't mean that. <laughs> just I just that she was a girl and then she's a gr- I'm gonna shut up.
2: We have a problem. <laughs> um Man, there's a lot in that. Okay, so a couple, I'm gonna stand here so I can see you. Thank you for that question. Um, There's a a few different things. Um, One thing that I like to do as a leader is find other people that I can bring alongside me in leadership to help carry the load of ministry. Because we're not the Messiah. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Jesus. I can't possibly carry all of the needs of the ministry and all of the needs of the people that God is having us serve with. Um, So something I try to do is find other leaders or potential leaders even within the team to help delegate not tasks. I don't just give them tasks, but help them start to learn how to lead in certain ways, help them start to learn how to answer questions. So like on my team, I have somebody who handles vocals. So if I get a text that's like, hey, what do I sing? I'm like, reach out to this person. They got you. You know, um, if there's someone that's, hey, I want to meet with someone, sometimes it's like, okay, is this something that I can take on? Or is it like, this is something really specific? I'm going to reach out to this leader and say, hey, can you reach out to them and see if they're okay? So I think a huge thing is bringing other people alongside to help carry the load of ministry because you can't possibly carry on your own. Now, listen, if you have a needy team member, that's something that's different. Very different. Um, I'm a believer in being honest with people. I'm a big believer in being honest with people. I would rather wound you with truth. Then just kind of coach your ego and honestly sacrifice everything within my life in the moment just to make everything happen for you because you're needy. Um, So I I actually have in love sat down with team members and said, I love you. I care about your life. I care about your calling. I'm invested in your life. But here's the deal. Um, You're kind of draining me a little bit awkward conversation, but don't be afraid to have the awkward conversation, because sometimes people just aren't aware. Sometimes we, and we all do this, we get so wrapped up in our thing, and what we're doing, and we don't realize, and in, like, I appreciate the people that will kind of be like, hey, (laughs) what's going on, Jen? You're being a little bit, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got so wrapped up in myself. So don't be afraid to kind of have, and that probably sounds mean, everybody's like, dear God, she is cruel, but (laughs) But honestly, every time I've done that, and I haven't been afraid to kind of have a loving conversation, it's always in love. I don't snap at people. I usually even speak to what it is they bring to the team. I try to speak, you know, hey, this is what I see in your life. This is how much I appreciate you, you know, and then talk a little bit about, hey, this is how it feels sometimes, though. Listen, when you text me at 11 o'clock at night, because you aren't sure what to watch on Netflix, you know... Uh, that, you know, that, that doesn't seem important. Or something like if you have a day off, I actually will tell people, listen, I love you and I'm here for you, but if you text me on Monday, unless it's an emergency, you're not hearing back from me because I'm gonna respect, this is my Sabbath time with my family, this is my time with the Lord. It's okay to kind of have some boundaries like that, again, as long as you didn't love.
0: That's awesome, first of all. Uh, the only thing I would add is I, I fall into the trap often that because I said something once to my team, that they they will remember that forever and ever amen right <laughs> i said that 2 years ago where were you you know it was in a very well written email do you not still have it um, so sent
2: through planning, sent right, through, right.
0: yeah exactly so i i i find i find it helpful to have you know regular reminders of here's what that looks like um we we did uh something I, don't, I think this was simple. I didn't actually do it, but I, we had somebody do it. We set up a, an email address that just goes to multiple leaders on our team. And uh, that way, you know, you're connecting with just two or three people. Hey, somebody make sure you field that or who's going to field that uh, so that maybe as the primary leader, it's, it doesn't always fall to you because that can get super, soups overwhelming.
1: See what you did there yeah you see what I did there. i, I would add uh, to that so if people if people are contacting you, it's either pastoral or it's operational, and so I would take all the operational and say, why are they asking this have i not a good, done a good job? so I would try to automate this one thing I'm trying to do in life is a lot of automation, so you need to check out our f a q page all the information is right there on how I do and how I do and all that if it's pastoral like here's here's an example of Jesus, it's really hard for us to do. It's okay to say no. Like Jen said, you can't, oh, I'm a bad person. I can't believe I can't get a hold of you. Sorry, you can't. I, I mean, it's just, I've, that's, that's the way it is. You may look at changing your number. I've got a Google voice number because I don't want everybody to have my cell phone, right? Because I don't want that access. It's okay. It's okay that you're not, you don't have to be accessible 24 hours a day. Jesus walked past people that needed healing. So that he could go and spend time with the father so that he could catch his breath. So it's okay. And that's going to be hard. It's going to be hard on people like... Now, there are times when it's like, I know it's your day off, but my son just attempted suicide. Decade, that's a Trump. Right? Not Trump, the... Thing, thing it's an emergency. Yes, yes. So uh so you have to like <laughs> yeah, right? Sorry, yeah, we're gonna get flagged on the on the podcast now. <laughs> Let me define that. That's good. That's good. So I'd say it's okay. So no, because you need to protect protect yourself, you know, in the in the middle of that and then some of the hard conversations.
0: Yeah. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. Thanks for listening to episode 144 of the Worship Leader Props Podcast.
2: guys remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you are listening to the podcast that way it shows up bright and early on tuesday morning it's right there waiting for you to listen and if you would do us a favor go on over to apple podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a nice review don't drop something weird in there and if you can't hit five stars just just exit out check your heart check your heart then come back five star rating nice review that just helps us get the message of the podcast out in front of more people
1: that's right and thanks for following us on all the socials that's at worship leader probs on instagram facebook and tiktok and then on twitter just just search hashtag worship leader probs and you'll be able to find us
0: absolutely hey and huge huge shout out to our friends at maven media productions give them a hand would you Absolutely. They are, uh, they're literally the best. They're editing the podcast, all the visuals you see related to the podcast. That all comes from Maven. And what they're doing for us, they could do for you, your church, your ministry, your company, whatever it is. Uh, if you need help with a website or social media plan, whatever it is, mavenmediaproductions.com. Uh, and thanks to my brother, Scott Hoke, for our voiceover intro. Thanks for listening. And until next time, deuces.
2: Arrivederci. Smell you later.